hi and welcome to the very first episode of Messy Round the Edges. You have no idea how nervous I've been about creating this podcast, which if you know me sounds pretty weird. I think I'm naturally a bit of a risk taker, a person who doesn't normally conform, you know, the one in the group that's always a bit outspoken. But creating this podcast has kind of unpeeled so many vulnerabilities and fears that obviously have been lying dormant within me for quite some time. I suppose there's nothing like a global pandemic really for you to just say to yourself, look, if you're not going to do that thing that you want to do now, you're actually never going to do it. Now I've got the time, I've got the headspace kind of to do it. Um, I just thought, look, let's do it. There's so many things I want to talk about with you guys. And this feeling of fear and just how debilitating it is. You know, I can only speak for myself. I think maybe being a single mom is kind of very instrumental to the reason why, you know, I, I procrastinate on doing the things I've always really wanted to do. Like, I think motherhood definitely gives you a sense of strength But at the same time, it can kind of make you feel like you have to put everybody before you. You know, you have to make the best decisions for for your child. You have to make the best decisions if you have a mortgage. And, you know, it kind of, in a sense, can keep your choices very limited because you know that you have so many responsibilities instead of making your dreams number one, you naturally start to put other people first and therefore your dreams can kind of be sidelined because there's so much more important things that you need to worry about. Messy Round the Edges is going to be a podcast where I talk about these things. I talk about choices that and decisions that you've made which you thought were the right decisions but actually something happened in your life and it made you do a complete u-turn and change the trajectory of your life which actually turned out to be better for you so i'm seeing this podcast as my savior as my therapy session having a conversation with you guys and my guests about you know, when things get complicated, when things get challenging, how to turn that pain into growth and success. Today, I want to talk about when things fall apart and you're on your own and you've been forced to start again. What do you do? How do you do it? Who do you talk to? Where's your support system? How far do you have to dig deep in order to make a brand new decision for your life? I've had a pretty full life, I would say. I've worked in sales, in fashion sales for over 12 years. I've traveled the world and in so many of my jobs. You know, I I, I lived, I had a short dream job working with Beyonce on her fashion label, which was amazing. I've met some incredible people along the way in my career. And they've all taught me so much, but I've met some absolutely devastatingly, shockingly awful people in my career who have actually taught me more about myself than I ever thought I could learn, you know? You know those people that you meet that are just so despicable, but actually they they teach you that you're actually stronger than you believe. 
I've traveled and I've experienced lots of weird and wonderful things along the way. But this year, by far, like for so many of us, for most of us, not even just across the UK, across the globe, this has by far been the most mentally, uh, uh, physically challenging year of my life, period, like full stop. Um, I was actually working for a fashion company uh, whilst this was all happening. And I remember we had factories in China and India. And I remember sending an email to all my clients internationally saying that the orders are going to be four weeks late because there was this thing called coronavirus. Having no idea, no idea what I was even talking about. We were just told to send this email to our clients across the world. I mean, nearly a year later, there's no way that I could have predicted that me sending this naive email was actually the start of a global pandemic that would rip through our lives. And I'm actually recording this as we've just been told that we're going into another lockdown uh, in, in the start of January, the start of the new year. And I could literally feel the black cloud coming over me. And I was like, Serena, not today. Not today. Start the podcast today. Start the first episode today. Take all that frustration that you have inside. How you, Because we've all had to put our lives on hold for nearly a year. Take that frustration and put it into something positive. Somebody will want to listen to this. Even if it's one person. There's going to be somebody that wants to listen to. What the hell do you do when your entire life takes a U-turn when you are forcibly told to put your life on hold for nearly a year. We're now over eight months into this and I kind of had a bit of a, an epiphany. I, you know, I had a couple of days where I was just a couple of weeks, actually a couple of months, let's be honest, of feeling quite low because I don't know if you found it too, like whenever you would make plans this year, and sorry, uh, 2020, last year, whenever you'd make plans, every single plan got cancelled. Whenever you try and be like, no, okay, I'm, I'm not going to let this pandemic beat me, you'd make plans and they would be cancelled. You'd budget and forecast for how much money you were going to earn that month because of the new jobs that you got, they'd be cancelled. And it just, I just felt like a punching bag. I just felt like every single time jobs got cancelled or I lost my job. And, you know, I would say that naturally I, I think positively, but it just got to me. And I was just like, I, I can't, like I literally can't. I'm exhausted from always trying to feel positive. I'm exhausted for, I'm exhausted because I didn't know what to do. I kind of felt backed up into a bit of a corner when my grand died over five years ago to combat grief and depression I started journaling like every single day I started something called a gratitude diary and I still do it now I, I could take pictures of how many notebooks I filled and in this notebook I put what I'm grateful for uh, what I what I would love to happen and daily affirmations and along with that, I also started meditating and, and listening to some of the uh, amazing OGs of motivational speaking. Now, I don't know if you've heard of Jim Rohn. You probably have heard of Jim Rohn. Uh, he's an, he was an American entrepreneur, author and motivational speaker. 
and he mentored people such as, you know, the life strategist, Tony Robbins. And I started listening to Jim Rohn and he's hilarious if you ever get a chance to listen to some of his stuff on YouTube. And he would have these quotes like, your paycheck is not your employee's responsibility. It's your responsibility. Your employer has no control over your value, but you do. Uh, or, Or things like, it's easier to blame the government than it is your philosophy. And I just think like his quotes you know, in the 70s made sense, but even more so now they make sense because a lot of us feel at a loss. You know, we wait by the TV or by our phones to wait for Boris Johnson to make an announcement on what we're going to do with our lives and how our lives are going to stop and when the lockdown's going to be and how long it's going to be and if our kids can go back to school. And if you were just to listen to Boris Johnson, you would literally fall into a deep depression because he's kind of inadvertently saying, stop your life. You know, just just stop. Like, put it on pause for the minute. And the last time that his last speech, where he, which he just did moments ago, the Jim Rohn quote came into my head. It's easier to blame the government than it is your own philosophy. And I was like, okay, he's right. Like, I can sit here and I can feel this black cloud coming and I can do nothing about it. Or I can say, do you know what? The little bit of control that I do have within this lockdown and that I do have within myself, I'm actually going to do something about it. And, And here we are. I'm recording my first ever podcast. To the core, I would say that I'm a planner. I like to kind of see things three, six months down the line. And I love to manifest. I love to put things in my journal, write down what I want. And I love seeing it come into fruition. I would, not all the time does it it come to fruition, but I would say definitely in some mode, in some fashion, it definitely does come. It does turn into reality. Now, when I lost my job in October, I manifested a few things. And guess what? They came. But do you know what? As quickly as they came, it's as quickly as they went. I manifested a new relationship. Literally, I wrote it down in my journal. I wrote down I'm going to go on I'm going, I'm going to go on a date. Boom. Two weeks later, I went on an amazing date, met this guy who I thought was amazing. Three months later, boom, went, done. It was so quick. It was like this massive whirlwind romance and it fizzled out quicker than it started. I manifested new contracts for my side hustle, which is my candle business, Melita Rose. I I wrote down exactly how many contracts I wanted uh, for, for Melita Rose and guess what? They came and they went, they were canceled. The economy, the budget, you name it. There was every excuse under the sun why these contracts came and these contracts went. And each time that this happened, a little piece of me died. And I just said, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I'm really trying here. I'm I'm, I'm not sitting on my hands. I'm trying to seize opportunities in a period that is super difficult And I just kind of went into this victim mentality of what am I doing wrong? How can I get myself out of this? How can I stay positive? 
So one night I started listening to Mind Valley, the Mind Valley podcast, which is founded by uh, Vision Lakani, who basically is a personal growth platform and they have um, motivational speakers from all over the world talking about every single type of subject you can possibly imagine. And he talks about a concept called the beautiful destruction. And it was so profound that I thought, right, this is what I'm going to base my first podcast on. And it's in perfect timing. Vishen Lakani talks about how every now and then our soul will guide us into a trial by fire. When the world that we know it collapses around us for a new version of ourselves to emerge like a phoenix that rises from the ashes. And I thought, wow, this really is what is happening right now. You could call it a beautiful destruction. We've lost so many people across the world. Death has just ripped through us. You know, family members, friends, colleagues, you know, there's so many, there's been so much death this year. And we've had to put our lives on hold and we've had to, to, to be still. We've had to stay locked up in our homes. And you may be sitting there going, but Serena, that, that's not a be- beautiful destruction. And it's not. But what I'm talking about is the aftermath of what we're going to do when we, we're, when, when we do come out of this. You know, this time in our lives is so painful, so stressful, disorientating and super unsettling. And, you know, a lot of us are riddled with fear. Not all of us, but many of us are are rippled with fear. And it makes you question, what is on the other side of this? Could a beautiful destruction be on the other side of this chaos? We've been pushed and prodded to the maximum in terms of our own personal limits. If anything, this year has taught us about resilience, uh, about how to overcome just the most awful situations that we could ever face. A lot of us will never be the same after this. We are entering a new point in history where we're going to have to adapt to a new way of living and a new way of thinking to emerge from this current situation that we're in. And in Rishnan's book, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, there's a passage which he, which he writes, the universe acts like a mirror. It reflects back to you what you are. Now there's a miracle in this. We're at a time now where we can look at ourselves, say that maybe the previous life wasn't really working as great as we thought it was and now we can change it we have nothing stopping us from changing it or like many people you've been forced to change the way in which you lived your life previously the passage goes on to say the miracle in this is that you can shift your identity and the world will obey shift so deeply that you believe in your new identity. 
You know, when you read something from a book and it really resonates with you so deeply to the point where it actually makes you feel uncomfortable. This is how I felt when I read this passage because it's scary. It's scary to think that, okay, we don't have to conform to society. We now actually can take the brave step and be bold and change our lives completely. We can look in the mirror and go, okay, today I'm going to be this. Tomorrow I'm going to do that. And the world will obey. One of the benefits of this moment is that it's creating the mini hustler in so many of us. There's many people that I know and that I see on TV and I read about that are now pursuing dreams and careers that they never would have pursued if they were if they stayed in their full-time jobs. Before the global pandemic, if if you were in a full-time job with a regular salary, why would you leave that if you have so many responsibilities to pursue a dream? There wasn't the time, there wasn't the money, you had too many responsibilities. But now with I think over one million people unemployed in the UK, we've all been forced actually now to go, do you know what? I'm going to do that little side hustle. I'm going to start that little dream job I've always wanted to do. Or I'm going to start selling on eBay or whatever it is, you know, that you've decided to do. Isn't that kind of a beautiful destruction that we're now been forced to actually be more creative now than we ever have been have been before? Because now we have the opportunity and the time to invest in doing something else without any restrictions or without any limits. In a weird way, it feels like we've gone back in time when our grandparents and our great grandparents, they didn't just have one job. They were doing anything to make ends meet. And it feels like we're currently in that era now where we're like, we don't just have one job, but we might be doing two, three jobs to make ends meet. But In a sense, it's also giving us a little bit more flexibility because we can design our side hustles around our family or um, our relationships. If you're a spiritual person, you could say that the universe is essentially asking us to go and look in the mirror and speak to our fears and our shadows and our demons and face them. And what wasn't right for you then can now be right for you now. We've had to detach from everything that we thought was safe, you know, detach from our social calendars and going out with our friends and, you know, all those things that made us so busy, going out to the gym, going out to the restaurants. We've had to detach from all of that. We've had to start again, you know, all the things that we attach self-importance in, our, our job titles. But actually, who are we really when we're at home sitting in jogging bottoms, and a pair of leggings, like, who, who are we? Like, where does our self-importance come from? Where does, how do we validate ourselves without the big titles and without running out to our jobs and running out to restaurants and all those lovely things that we used to do that we got so so much enjoyment from? It's going to come again. We're going to be doing all those things again, but this time now is asking us, how do we validate ourselves without all the fluff? What I know for sure is that we cannot wait for our government to tell us how we can lead our lives and when we can. We have to literally take control 
of what we can take control of, whether it's a small amount of control, but it's some sort of control and forget about the external influences whilst we try and rebuild our lives in this new world that we're going into. My journey last year has seen a lot of tears and self-pity and vulnerability and personal battles that I'm sure that you have also been through as well. I've kind of, you know, had to really look at my self-worth and and look at motherhood, how I am as a, how I am as a mother. It was my dad really who gently reminded me and told me that I'd always been good at talking. <laughs> and presenting and to hurry up and create that bloody podcast he said to me recently and my nine-year-old son Connor who when I was trying to hide that I was feeling a bit low said to me but mum you're amazing look at what you look at what you've achieved as we were driving home one night and I was feeling a little bit sensitive to be honest I think he wanted to stay up and play his PlayStation 4 but you know what it worked his words worked he's a little charmer I think what I'm trying to say here to to you and to myself is let's just let's just birth this hustler inside us and start the things that we've always wanted to do however ridiculous they might sound let's club together and be bold and step out of our comfort zone we only have one life right so why don't we all come together and just push each other? If you know that there's a friend who's always wanted to do something but is too scared, like ring them up, send them a WhatsApp, tell them that they're amazing. Get them to take that first step into doing something that they've always wanted to do. And don't get me started on that little voice, that little ego voice that tells you, you're not good enough. Don't listen to it. Drown it out because you absolutely are good enough. You've always been good enough. It's scary. It's so scary to think of failing. But actually, through my journey, I've learned that actually not doing that thing, that not being brave and not being bold is a horrible feeling that just stays with you, an uncomfortable, frustrating feeling, a niggling feeling that actually never goes away. The fact that we're living through one of well, the most historical events of our lifetime, I think we can definitely be kind enough to ourselves to say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and do it. I'm not going to listen to my ego. Enough is enough. I'm going to try that new career, that new hobby. I'm going to start dating again. I'm going to give life that extra bit of juice that I'd been missing before the pandemic. Let's open ourselves up to a new version of ourselves. I mean, what have we got to lose? You know, let's let's push ourselves out and try some really scary opportunities this year it could be anything it could be even reaching out to an old friend who you haven't spoken to and you know now you realize that actually life is just too too short this is what we're going to be talking about in messy around the edges and we're going to talk be talking to people who have done exactly this and are on the other side of those big and scary decisions so that's it for me on my very first episode of Messy Round the Edges. 
the beautiful destruction. I just want you to know on the other side of this pain and this grief and this chaos is a new version of you and a new world that you absolutely have control in how it looks for you. I can't wait to share more exciting stories with you. Thank you.